Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Water is the driving force of all nature, Leonardo da Vinci said. And research has found that the three leading causes of death, heart disease, cancer, and stroke, are caused predominantly by poor nutrition. And water is an essential part of that. While genetic factors do have an impact, it is possible to either accelerate disease processes or reverse them through food choices. The water we consume has a profound impact on our immune system, our performance, our well-being, and all over health. Today, I'm talking to an expert on all things water. Elizabeth Moore is a passionate advocate for improving global drinking water and an acknowledged expert in hydrobiology. She graduated from Vienna's University of Environmental Engineering in Environmental Engineering and Ecology and was a visiting lecturer at Cal Poly Pomona teaching ecology applied to landscape architecture. Additionally, the Austrian Tyrolean government tapped her expertise to evaluate the ecological impact of hydropower plants and the influence of highways on ecology and human well-being. Elizabeth is also the co-founder of Hallstein Water, a company renowned for producing the highest quality drinking water in the world, emanating from an artesian aquifer 700 feet deep in a layer of rock beneath the Dachstein Mountain in Austria. It is the only water not pumped, filtered, or treated, neither chemically nor mechanically. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized Podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. Elizabeth, it is such a pleasure to welcome you on the Superhumanized podcast. Well, thank you very much for this wonderful introduction. In addition, you know, I'm also a mother and of three children. And I only mentioned that because our company is a family company. We, from the very beginning, as you can imagine, I'm very passionate about ecology and, and saving resources that our children were from the very beginning involved in looking, you know, how can you save energy? How can you save packaging material? How do you recycle? And then uh, we also got into water and here we are now with a water company. Yes. And your background story is a beautiful story. It being a family owned and run company is also one of the things that really piqued my interest, you know, as entrepreneurs, how does it work as a family to run a company such as yours? And I definitely want to get into detail about that as well. And, you know, I have to thank you also for sending me your water to try. I can say I am officially hooked. It is the smoothest, yeah. most beautiful tasting water I've ever had. 
So everything I've read about your water researching your company is true. And the bottles and the packaging, the beautiful glass. I just really, really love your product. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy so much talking to people who are driven by a passion and a mission such as you are. I'd love for you to um, share some of your and your family's background with us and tell us about how you got so passionate about water and what ultimately got you to creating Hallstein Water. I have to come back when you said you were hooked and the taste. You uh -huh. know, it's really funny because our customers, they, when they drink the water, they actually 100% of them have the same reaction as you uh -huh. have. And as we know, and we're going to get more into that later, you know, the body just needs water and needs to get hydrated. And I believe, and I'm saying something very unfounded and not, and not uh, scientifically proven, but to me, sometimes when you drink this water, the body says, ah, you know, yeah. finally, I have something that's not treated, that's that without any chemicals, Now I'm getting hydrated and cleansed. And that's so nice <laughs> to hear that from you. Oh, But no, think, that was exactly how my body reacted. It yeah, it's funny, uh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, water has something very, um, very special on your, in your body. I mean, we, we consist, when we, were, when we were babies, 90% uh, we were made out of water. And, and today, you know, as adults, you're 60% the, The brain is also uh, 90% made out of water. So I think, you know, the water has quite an impact on what quality we, we take and take in. But I'll be happy, you know, let's start with your question. How did we get into this? Um, as I said, you know, I'm foremost and having had three children, I had the luxury of working part-time when we moved to New York, we were like you in Los Angeles, and then um, we moved to New York, and, and that's where I had my three children. My husband is very interested in aging, not because he's vain, but it's just very interesting how does a cell age. 21 years ago, he went to a seminar about aging and how do you how not prevent aging, but how do you age better? The most important thing, what he came home with one day was inflammation. How do you avoid inflammation? Not in your gut or in your, uh, anywhere in your intestines, but in each of your body cells, because inflammation causes premature aging. And at the same time, it also causes highest the probability that you have, the, uh, that you develop develop the latent diseases from generations before. So how do you age better? In the end of the talk, it was water. How, what kind of water do you drink? How is that? How, what functions does that have? So he came home and we always had dinner at the dinner table. And he said, well, this is what I've learned. Now we are only going to, from now on, we're going to drink lots of water and the best water. You know, with all that education I had, I really had no idea what was the best water. What made the best water for your, for your body? I mean, what, what properties would it have to have? 
And that started that we started saying, okay, we need to figure out what's really good for us. And that started this journey. And now we are here with the water company. The thing to, to do this also with your family, with your children, to involve them. That was actually also at the beginning very, very important because we wanted to teach our children that just having a question, but how do you find information? How do you conduct that? How, how can you uh, understand, well, you know, people give you just some answers. Is that a marketing answer? Or is this a very, is this solid proven information? That was the start of this whole thing that we then figured out that we have about 300 different waters available to us in the supermarkets or tap water. What's in that water? Does it, is it really good for us? And, and, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have these questions, but not that many people get really into this, into it as much. There are all these companies that give you like um, explanations for, from their marketing side, but very often they don't want you to know really what's in their water. Oh no, and so much is built around clever marketing. You've already mentioned that. Um, you know, we it's very, very confusing for most consumers. Obviously, most people want to make a good choice for themselves, but the marketing around the different water products can be completely misleading. And mm -hmm. and truly, we don't know what is in it. And from, from what is in the actual water to how it's packaged and plastics, I have stopped drinking out of plastic bottles many, many years ago, whether it's water or any other type of drink. And that's just one factor of it. And for those in the audience who wonder why, um, you know, the storage and transport of the, of the water or other drinks often is not temperature regulated. These plastic bottles will be exposed to heat and then some of the plastic components can actually leach into what you end up drinking. And again, that is just one factor. And, and what is in the actual drink that we pay for and consume, that escapes most of us. Well, I guess, you know, in principle, people who listen to this, water companies are happy if you are confused. Basically, very often the case, and especially in the water business, there are two words which are very confusing. It's the difference between purity and purification. Purity is a fact. Purification is an act. It's an act to try making water pure. But it's just a try. It's an attempt. But it never reaches the a real, true, a true, pure water. So a lot of people say, well, my, my water is purified. So what yeah. does that mean? Is it filtered? Did it go through reverse osmosis? Is it ionized? Is it distilled? Is it pumped? Is it filtered per se? All these things, you know, are attempts to make water pure. Then the water is not pure. And it loses basically a lot of its innate 
power, and this again is not a very scientific explanation, but it's what people can follow. You know, water has three states. Water is in gas form, in liquid form, and in solid form ice. Water has a lot of energy bound in itself, and that's why we need it. It's not only that we drink H2O uh, and molecules, but we want the power. It has immense power to cleanse the body. It has immense power to hydrate you. It also has a lot of other things to, that you can sleep better, live better, exercise better, you feel better. Purification processes and, and explain to you what these different attempts are because it's very confusing because they all sound so great, but they are not very complicated processes. Superhumanize. Yes, I actually would like to hear about that. And you just stated something really crucial that there is a difference between engineered treated water and water in its natural state, which carries in it also, you know, what you call the power, the energy, the energetic pattern, the healing that water brings when it comes to us in the way it's supposed to be. So yes, Elizabeth, please, would you be so kind and go into detail about these uh, different uh, types of treatments and what they mean? I think a lot of people think, you know, if the water is ionized, it has immense powers, okay? So let's start with filtered. Filtered water, if you have like a filter in your kitchen or a filter hooked onto your faucet, it's usually a charcoal filter. And the charcoal filter basically just attracts chlorine and fluoride. That water tastes better, but all the heavy metals and all the, these things, they are definitely not filtered, filtered out. Then we come to reverse osmosis. I mean, that sounds so amazing, but basically what it is, you press water through plastic membranes, all right? And in the membranes are tiny little holes. The smaller the holes, the more can get filtered out, but not everything can get filtered out. And especially heavy metals, very, very small particles, and you can hardly filter them through reverse osmosis. And uh, if you were able, those filters or those membranes would be so immensely expensive that no water producer would be able to afford them or could afford them, but then the water would be super expensive. Then we have ionization. So it's an electrochemical treatment. You use sodium and you, you use electricity, the water comes out more alkaline. You add cheap uh, sodium, and that makes this electrochemical process possible. So you can dial, actually, the more sodium you add, the higher the pH of the water get, goes, which means the more alkaline the water gets. It's a very interesting process. You can buy these machines, which are very expensive for your home, but always remember they add sodium. That's what the water companies have found out. They add sodium, ups the pH. That means it makes the water more alkaline. And uh, there you have it. 
And this is something really important uh, to mention because alkaline water since a few years has been all the rage. I mean, you used to get it from machines at health food stores here in LA, across the country, in the US. And now, of course, since a few years, we find all these alkaline waters also bottled, again, plastic bottles in the supermarkets. It's, it's a lot of PR hype, which a lot of people are not aware about. I actually did not know that sodium played a pivotal role in the commercially engineered water. So I'm, I'm really, really glad you are sharing your expertise here. So I know in LA, not back here in New York, but in LA, you go and take your own bottle and you go to these water shops. And there, you the first question you should ask these people, how much sodium is in your water? And mm. if it's more than, than 0.1 milligram, then you know they, they make the water alkaline with reverse osmosis using sodium. But they pour sodium in there anyway. It's not regulated. We're going to get down to that later. That's the way it is. Marketing, and as we all know, I mean, sodium, we don't want to get because we, it hires our blood pressure, sleeping problems, heart problems, thrombosis, like the whole thing. <laughs> and what's bad for us adults, it's even more important for babies. Uh, so for all those people who are thinking alkaline water is something good, to actually um, give to their babies. You may want to do some more research and make sure your decisions uh, for those you love most are based on science and not on good marketing. And Elizabeth, you also talked about it before. Of course, you know, we're talking about commercially sold water. Uh, something else that every one of us is exposed to on a daily basis, whether we drink it or we just, quote, use it to take our showers and um, manage our households, is our tap water. You know, how can we actually know what the actual quality of our tap water is and tell us why we really should be concerned with this? Tap water and uh, bottled water. It's basically have to go conform with uh, the same kind uh, set of laws, except uh, the EPA and the FDA are controlling the different waters. Uh, the EPA controls the tap water and the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, controls the water that is sold in bottles. But the uh, laws are more or less the same. So you cannot say that tap water is actually better or worse than bottled water. The problem is that in tap water, companies have to make sure that the water, when it runs into your, until it runs into your home, is free of bacteria. Therefore, they add a lot of chlorine and they treat the water heavily. Most municipalities, large municipalities in the United States and actually everywhere in the world is that the pipes from the water treatment plant to your house are often leaky and often run into the pipes which shouldn't be in there. And the pipes disintegrate, I think, the next problem that's going to arise in the in everywhere in the Western world is white asbestos because the pipes that were built in the in the seventies had as a, the concrete pipes 
had as a hardener white asbestos. And now after all these years, the pipe start disintegrating and now you're going to have white asbestos in your tap water. Wow, I was not aware of that. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. terrible. I knew that we have a big infrastructure problem as is with the water pipes, but that is real uh, news to me and that is disconcerting. I think disconcerting with the tap water is these big municipalities, what an amount of water they have to produce. 2% of that water is actually consumed. The rest is flushing your toilet, taking a shower, washing your car, washing your laundry, and so forth. How could this water from the tap be prime water? Impossible. It has to be cheap. It has to be readily available. The most important thing is to everyone, no bacteria. I mean, that would be detrimental because, you know, a lot of uh, diseases uh, transported if the bacteria in there. Quality of that water is very low. It's very sad that the bottled waters are not governed by uh, tighter laws, but the same laws. So they can often just take the tap water, bottle that, and then sell it to you. Right. Absolutely. There's uh, some big name brands with a lot of fancy marketing that are basically nothing but filtered tap water. And with with regards to high quality water, you and your family, you have determined that there are eight factors for the highest quality water and which are obviously applied to your own water, to Hallstein water. Can you tell us about these eight factors, please? The eight core parameters for drinking water quality. So what we did, okay, so our story was, so we sat around the table, we looked at the waters which were available to us, we didn't know what kind of water should we drink and what properties should that water have. We went then out because we just didn't know anything. We went out and started um, interviewing nutritionists, doctors, read a lot, like there's a man called Ray Kurzweil. Yes, I know Ray, absolutely. He actually had cancer and he treated himself. So that was our Bible, Ray Kurzweil at the very beginning, 21 years ago. We then figured out which factors were important. We grouped these factors, which I'm going to talk about, into eight most important factors. And then we uh, tested the waters which were available to us against these factors. And what we found out was just absolutely terrible. Therefore, we then said, okay, let's find our own well. But geology makes water, okay, makes the quality of water. And we uh, uh, employed some people who are called hydrogeologists. They know which what kind of folds in the geology in our world make what kind uh, of quality of water. They gave us a picture of what kind of geological makeup we should find anywhere in the world. It had to do with a lot of glacier activity and it had to be limestone. Limestone is the ultimate for uh, naturally alkaline water. So we gave this picture to a couple of universities 
with geology departments, two in the United States and one in Canada, because we wanted to find the water in the United States. We live in the United States. And ours, we came back individually and said, well, there's one area in Europe where we found this. So we said, where? And then they said, it's in Austria. Which is which is just fantastic because both you and your husband have Austrian background. So back to the roots. Back to the roots, exactly. So what are the factors? I'm sure people want to know. So first of all, alkalinity, natural alkalinity, not manufactured with sodium, but natural alkalinity is one of the most important things. That should be between 8.0 and 9.5, correct? Correct. Yes, this is correct. So our water has that, but that it shouldn't be higher than 9. Alkalinity goes, it's like 7 is uh, neutral and 8 is already 10 times more alkaline than 7. Okay, so it should Nine is, is you shouldn't drink that really. And then on the other side, six and five, six is already 10 times more acidic than seven. And then that the other thing is 10 times 10 more acidic. So five is already 100 times more acidic than uh, neutral. So you have to look at it this way. The alkalinity is the most important thing. The second thing, what you really want to have in your water is naturally dissolved oxygen. People are going to understand that oxygen that is freely in water is a crucial part for cleansing in your body. It cleanses also your palate. That's why the water, when you say the water tastes so good and fresh, that's what oxygen makes. And if you have the maximum amount of oxygen in water, which is about between 10, 10 and a half milligrams per liter, the oxygen goes into your cells and there the oxygen cleans out the toxins. Water, why do you drink water? You drink water mostly to hydrate and to cleanse. And the oxygen plays a huge part of this. The oxygen also reduces the recovery rate after after exercising. A lot of sports people like, for instance, our water, but they would like other waters if they had it because it it cleans out the toxins, you know, the, the acidity after exercising out of your cells, muscle cells, and the wine lovers and and high-end restaurants like water with a lot of oxygen because it cleanses your palate. And yes. you to receive more or less or enjoy the taste of the super wine you are drinking or the fireworks of, um, of tastes this, the super cook wants to give you. Bad water numbs your, your taste buds and you can't taste the wonderful wine and, or, or taste in full the, the, the wonderful food you, you want to eat and you pay a lot of money for. So it's well worth paying a little more for water, but then you enjoy the bottle of wine. The other thing is nitrates. Nitrates come from fertilizers. Nitrates attract oxygen. Okay, so when you have high nitrates, you usually have 
a high oxygen level in water, but that's definitely not what you want to have. You don't, you want to have silver nitrates in your water. Then you have total organic carbon. I mean, this is now also super technical, but I'll tell you anyway. Total organic carbon indicates actually the cleanliness of water. It's a, it's a factor. Those should be very, very low. Water runs through geology and comes in contact with biological matter and also geological matter. Total organic carbons tell you how much this water was in touch with organic matter. And that should be very low because the organic matter takes out the oxygen, takes out a lot of things and puts in the possibility of bacteria. Then you have total dissolved solids, TDS. That factor should be a moderate factor. Ours has like around 200 milligrams. That is fine because let me go back to one of the things we, I, I mentioned before, which was distilled water. Some waters say, okay, we, our purification process is as such that we are distilling water. That means they boil water, they catch the steam. So there is nothing in that water anymore except H2O molecules. And then they re-engineer that water, meaning they put in sodium, they put in all kinds of minerals, they make it keep so the water needs to keep in a bottle for about a year and so forth. So you basically drink water plus minerals and, and chemicals that that water company thinks you can tolerate. Superhumanize. So it's up to the water companies uh, to determine what is adequate for us or not. And I am completely with you here. We should uh, take that power back. It's up to us what we put inside of us. Yeah. Instead of having big corporations determine this. I'm sorry to say, I hope I'm not going to get any death threats now. (laughs) (laughs) The water companies do not have your interest in mind. They have their profit making in mind, which are... I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. It is possible because of the terrible water laws, but uh, whatever they put in is, you know, allowed, but it's not in your best interest. But anyway, so we said we've talked about total dissolved solids. They should be moderate. That's about 170, 150, 200 milligrams per liter, which is fine. Then there should be an adequate relationship between calcium and magnesium, because some of the marketing uh, traits of waters is that they say, oh, we are like a calcium water. Well, calcium and magnesium, if it's not in a relationship between two to one, cannot be absorbed by the water. So if they can pour in kilos of calcium, it doesn't do anything. It probably gives you like diarrhea, but you know, that's what it does, but really you can't absorb it. You have to watch out that that's the relationship. There are a couple of more things in the water. Water should also come from an artesian well, okay? There are a couple of different wells. There's a spring, okay, spring water, and people think, oh my God, spring, you know, that's Heidi in the mountains and 
navy blue, dark blue skies and and cows grazing or whatever. A spring is just a crack in the surface where water comes out, which comes from somewhere. It can be a very shallow uh, spring, and then you get all the runoff from farms and environmental pollution, and that water has to be very, very heavily treated if it usually comes from a spring. Then you get well water. Many people have wells in their backyard. Water travels underground in aquifers. And if you don't know exactly where that water comes from, and if it's not very deep, you should have like a serious water test. It could be that it's great water, but uh, it's untreated water. And you should know what you drink because it could be that up the street, people do not, they, they have a compost uh, heap and that water seeps in, uh, that compost heap seeps into your aquifer. You really don't want to drink that, but you have to make sure just to be on the, sure, on the, on the safe side. And then you have artesian wells. That means the water is under pressure and comes up to the earth's surface on its own pressure. And that's what you actually want. But you want to have a very deep artesian well because the temperature of the exit, the exit temperature of the water is also very important. The lower it is, the less the water can be contaminated with bacteria. So for instance, our Hallstein water fusion uh, well is uh, 700 feet deep, 216 meters, and the exit temperature is five. If someone's more interested, I can uh, refer to our website, not that you, I don't want to do too much marketing here, but uh, go to the website because there it's really very, very well explained, transparent what do you want to have and why? Yes. And I love your knowledge. And it's clear that you have a huge passion for this. And uh, I, I really appreciate you explaining. I was not aware about all these factors uh, that make for a high quality water. And of course, you know, with regards to the water, um, you produce Hallstein water. It's the so to speak, the, the Rolls Royce of, of waters. It is just so pure, so high integrity. Um, and of course, water as a global topic, a lot of people don't have access to water or access to clean, yes. clean drinking water. And we also see water shortages everywhere. Uh, I mean, I live in California. We're going into the fourth year of drought. I'm sure there's going to be many restrictions applied also over the spring and summer and fall. I personally believe, you know, the access to clean drinking water should be a human right. We see a lot of big companies now privatizing water. So there's a whole host of problems. And my personal opinion is also, you know, some of the future conflicts in the world, some of them we're already seeing developing, will be around access to a resource such as water. And I know that you are not only passionate about your own water, you and your family, you have big hearts, you're actually also involved 
in uh, bringing clean yeah. drinking water to people in the world who do not have access. And this is just something I love. You use your platform and your knowledge to actually make the lives of people who are not as fortunate better. And I'd love for you to share some of um, your involvement uh, with um, nonprofits uh, that you have been working with for years. Before I answer that, I just want to say we don't produce water. We only harvest. We yeah. have no production. The water comes up on the, from the artesian well under its own pressure, and we fill that, and that's it. It's a very special filling process, very expensive, but the water is super stable. I just wanted to say that because we don't produce water. I we, love it. Thank you for the correction. And I love that you say harvesting water. That is beautiful. Mother Nature gives us, and we are very thankful. It's seasonal, you know, in the winter less, in the summer and spring a little more. But uh, that's what we do. A lot of people talk about, about sustainability. Sustainability in with water is anything anyone does is sustainable. In the end, there's always the same amount of water in the earth. You drink water, you go to the bathroom, you, it's, it's always the same, okay? We only think, you see it everywhere. You know, it's in lakes, it's in rivers, it's in the sea. So water, the value of water is really not appreciated. Because it is everywhere. It's everywhere available. People say, okay, we need to drink water. Okay, I go and I, I buy myself a bottle of water. I don't think about what kind of water it is. Uh, supply of water is shifting. Countries or areas in the world where there is more water than there was because of the shifting of climate, there are areas with less water. The problem is also that water companies go into areas of the world which are poor, still take the water out of their wells and sell it. Yes. And I think that is one of the most horrific parts of profit making. How could you do that? I mean, there are some millions of people depend on wells. Okay. So the little water that's left there, of course, because they do not have sewage treatment or, or, or then everything, the aquifer is not explored. They have seriously bad water. Water, as we know, as I said initially, we need the water to survive. But water is the carrier of so many diseases. We as the Western world have to help people at least we don't have to do everything. We have to give them the shovel to plant for them to be able to feed themselves. We have to help them. Yes, give them the tools to help themselves and not create a dependency. But one yeah. thing we really, because we have all the experience, we have all the money and we have, we know the know-how supply poor countries with water, because it makes their lives better and in the end also our lives better. Superhumanize. We can't ignore anymore the crises yeah. and the problems that are going on in a quote faraway place in the world. 
even if you are not driven by empathy and love for your fellow human beings, out of pure pragmatism, you should care what's going on in the rest of the world because it will come in front of your doorstep also one way or another. We're all in this together. You are so right. Therefore, as a water company, and especially as a highest quality only perfected by nature water company especially we need to help other people to drink good water and therefore we have chosen a couple of projects in africa i just want to stress one company that's uh, well, i mean one charity it's called sure. operation, operation water mm-hmm. operation water is a shoestring charity from the United States, but what they do is they try to make, to build very locally sourced little water plants where people go and go to the, in, in the middle of these little villages where people can pump good water. And they are the ones to see that the water quality is high. These wells where people go, and especially it's women, they not only have a function to get them, provide them with clean water, but the the well is also a social place and they carry their buckets. And it's usually, unfortunately, if you go on that Operation Water uh, website, you see the women with the old paint buckets. So there are attempts, it's called PAC-HDO, H2O, where they provide these women with backpacks where they can carry like five gallons of water home and also have this this water then stand in their little homes and they it's protected from uh, influences they have clean water which is i mean our little contribution but we are doing quite well we also have fundraisers for it we had a a golf tournament for them and we want to get more involved more we grow uh, our company I love that, Elizabeth. And I will also link to Operation Water in the show notes. I think it's so beautiful that you have this green thread going through all of your endeavors. And while you're bringing a beautiful, beautiful water to the world, you're also bringing clean water and helping people who normally do not have access to clean water. That's a wonderful philosophy and um, great moral compass. We've talked a lot about all kinds of different aspects of water and um, touching upon some some of the stuff we went through with regards to drinking water quality. For us people who are fortunate enough to live in a country where the water literally flows out of the faucet. However, we've talked about and determined that tap water quality is really not great. What can we do to actually um, provide better drinking water uh, to all of us, you know, all of us who are consumers of and need to consume water? Education and putting pressure on politicians. That's basically what it is. And as you know, I'm Austrian and I love being here in the United States and Political activity is fantastic. It's a very direct system. And I would just get educated and tell politicians you need to change the laws of 
governing water because it is really unhealthy in the long run. With we, we are supposed to drink a lot of water, and uh, if that water makes us unhealthy or doesn't do what it should do, it is for us as a Western society going to be very costly. Very costly on an individual level with regards to our health and well-being, and extremely costly for us as societies economically. If you think about the financial fallout for all the people who uh, have chronic diseases, which could likely easily be prevented or even reversed, if one of the most fundamental things that is necessary for our good and radiant health, water would be taken care of properly. We all believe the government has our best interest in mind, and that's what actually they should do. But in this case, they are not because the governing laws are from the early 80s. Mm. And everybody who listens to this can imagine, knows, because Adriana, you have such an educated audience, they know that since the early 80s, science has made more enormous progress. If you think about, for instance, sports and doping, I mean, they can measure like the tiniest, tiniest particles in blood. Well, they can also measure that in water. And they know exactly how much of heavy metals, how much of asbestos, how much of birth control we have in our water. A lot of substances which make can make us very, very sick. We deposit all of this in our bodies. It's not that this just runs through. I mean, water goes in every cell and we should cleanse it, but not deposit all this stuff in our bodies. Agreed 100%. And especially over the years and decades, the damage that this does is just inconceivable. So this is really a call to action to everyone who listens and is interested in it. Educate yourself. Go to the Holstein Water website. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. You can learn much more about it. And, you know, with um, our voice, we can change things. The water laws must change. And demand transparency. Demand that water companies just disclose what's in their water. As a consumer, you are not supposed to spend like $1,500 to test the water you are drinking. The water company should do that. And you should get a little educated. You don't have to be a Nobel Prize winner to understand these things. I would really urge people, it's too important. We consist of water and we should know what we take in. Very, very well said. And vastly important. Um, And Elizabeth, there's a question I ask every guest here. And with regards to the practices that most profoundly in a positive way affected them mentally, spiritually, or physically. And I would love for you to share if you have a practice um, in mind that has been in your life for a while to share it with us. I know, of course, number one is drinking good, high quality water. But Mm -hmm. is there something else you would love to share with the audience? I've been uh, playing competitive golf for many, many years, since I was 12 years old. My golf clubs are always in my car. If I have an hour, I just go to the golf course, uh, just hit golf balls. 
because I have to focus so much on hitting these golf balls that I forget any, anything I had to do, uh, what, what is waiting for me that day. It's just like the most mind relaxing part of the day I could imagine. So don't laugh at me, but it's the, the honest truth. <laughs> Not at all. I think that is wonderful and bringing together the movement of the body and the mind and calming it makes total sense. I know quite a few friends who experience something similar. Elizabeth, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you, a really profound and passionate discussion about all things water. I am so grateful to you and your family for the wonderful water you share with the world and for all the things you do for people in the world who do not have access to clean drinking water. It's uh, been really a privilege to have you as a guest. Thank you so much. And please tell your listeners, so I'm telling them now, that uh If we can help you or answer questions, if you want to know more, just go to our website and, and just click the contact uh, at hallsteinwater.com and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions, whatever they are. That Thank is a wonderful and very generous offer, Elizabeth. Thank you so, so much. You're most welcome. Thank you, Ariane. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Yeah.